Welcome back to the Football Kingdom podcast. Week 11 is in the books. Along with me, as always, is Tyler Mallon. I am Brandon Johnson. And I want to kick this game off or kick this show off with the most watched Monday night football game in 25 years with 28.9 million eyes on the Philadelphia Eagles and Kansas City Chiefs, the Super Bowl rematch. The Eagles came into Kansas City and beat the Chiefs by a score of 21 to 17. And the story for this one was Turnovers by the Chiefs and drops by the Chiefs wide receivers. We are 10 games in for the Chiefs, and we have been just hoping and hoping that this offense and these wide receivers would eventually figure it out. And at this point, I think we need to change the way that we are talking about these wide receivers. And instead of saying that they will eventually figure it out, I think we just need to accept that this group is who they are. And they are mediocre at best and unreliable and are not going to be the reason that the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. If the Chiefs are to win the Super Bowl, it is going to be on the back of their defense, who, in my opinion, really proved that they are a top defense in the league because they held the the Eagles to 21 points. And... Man, Tyler, what do you got? Um, they, it was a brutal game. First of all, it was very brutal to watch because they just had so many chances. You always hear, you know, hometown people are like, oh, well, they beat themselves and this and that. I've heard more, you know, national media saying the same thing, like the Chiefs absolutely beat themselves last night. And it's really tough to watch. It's... To see, you know, seeing all the drops, you know, Justin Watson can't figure out if he's good or not, you know, because you, you want to tear into him, but he's like usually the most successful, you know, pass catcher other than Kelsey right now. And Kelsey's, you know, basically invisible. Um, to be fair, he's, I've been noticing he's getting double covered a lot, you know, if not triple covered, like, I don't know if they're really jamming him at the line, but they literally, when he throw that interception to Justin Watson, he literally had two guys on his both shoulders, Kelsey did, you know, and it took a while for Mahomes to even see that Watson was wide open, you know, in the back of the end zone. And I don't know. I, I think <clears throat> what needs to happen now is that they need to really learn from this and say it's not, you know, not necessarily like let's look for Kelsey first. Like he sh doesn't necessarily need to be the first read, especially when he's double covered. But I mean, they, it just goes back to <laughs> the fact that they just beat themselves. Like they had a really good running game going on early. And for most of the game, quite honestly, it was very successful. But there was three uh, that they literally, they left 21 points on the field in the second half. There was the MVS play. There was the uh, the interception in the red zone. Was that in the first half or the second half when he threw the I believe that was in zone? the first half. Okay, so there's seven points there. There was the uh, the fumble by Kelsey 
in the red zone. And there was the touchdown pass to MVS. Hmm. I'm going on and on. I'll let you talk. I just, that, that's, that's 21 points just left out there that, again, were all Chiefs mistakes. Yeah. It, that's, that, my big takeaway from this game is, yes, the Eagles are a really good football team, but it felt like the Chiefs should have won this football game. Uh, Justin Watson, multiple drops. And my thing with Justin Watson is he's kind of your number one wide receiver outside of Travis Kelsey, but Justin Watson, you you realize that the more reps he gets, you see that he just can't be that number one guy. He's running the wrong route multiple times. He's alligator arming uh, catches or drops. And on the other hand, you have MVS who is overpaid and and completely, I don't know what he was doing yesterday. He looked completely lost out there multiple times. The obviously the dropped touchdown pass is inexcusable. Mahomes yeah, couldn't put it in a better spot. And no, he could not. And he did it to uh I mean there was a couple that was just right in the hands. It was like week one all over again, where it's prime time, you know, everybody's watching and everyone's dropping every single pass. That you is, know? that's exactly what this was. The Chiefs have I'm lost. Fi- Sorry, I'm finally with you on the MVS hate, though. Because <laughs> I've been quietly, I haven't really kind of stepped up to the plate, but I'll, I'll just be honest that, like, I've been a, an MVS kind of apologist. Because I'm just like, I just want to believe in the guy. I'm like, he has to show up eventually, right? Like, he he played with Aaron Rodgers, and he clearly wasn't good enough to stick around there. You know, they got rid of him. But I, I just felt like when with his speed and Mahomes and like they can just do something. And now I'm like, I'm done with the dude. I'm I'm just like it it's it's too many, you know, drops and just not being open for me to continue apologizing for the guy. To just think, believe like he's gonna miraculously be good again and I'm with you now. At this point I'm finally just I'm so so done with him. Yeah. It like I said earlier, the Chiefs wide receivers are who they are. They're they're not good. There's no help coming. So this is the group that will be your part of your offense in the playoffs. But this yeah. is now this is the third loss of the, the season for the Chiefs and two of them, in my opinion, with the Detroit Lions and the Philadelphia Eagles are ones that really the Chiefs kind of imploded and did it to themselves. Yeah, and that with your point with nobody's coming, like this is what we've got. These guys need to. It's so it's so frustrating and disappointing because there there are positives to take away because the defense is so good. It's frustrating because they just came off of a bye, and they they kind of figured out possibly a running game, you know. But what is the deal with these drops? Like this this is something that they can fix these things, you know. Hopefully. You know, professional wide receivers can start catching again. You but, hope. You know what I'm saying? It's like, that's what's so frustrating about this. Like, this is not, we're not out here for doomsday and like the Chiefs are done and all that. These are no. fixable issues, but it, it's just very frustrating because this is right after a bye week. Like, what were we doing in the, in the time off? Yeah, you would have thought you would have seen some sort of improvement. And quite honestly, it felt like they regressed. And right. 
you don't ask for perfection out of wide receivers. Like, obviously, they can't catch 100% of passes thrown to them. That's just not how it works. But it seems like they just kind of pile up on top of each other. And you can't have that. They have the most drops in the league this year with 26, which is just really bad. Um, It tells you that Patrick Mahomes is still great but he's not getting any help from his the group around him travis kelsey had a drop last night he obviously had a fumble patrick mahomes had a completely terrible interception in the end zone but some positives to take away uh they converted a fourth and one and they just ran the ball up the gut yes that to me that was something that I needed to see. Yep. So it was it was refreshing for them to not try something dumb at that point in the game. Now, obviously, that right after that, that's when the Travis Kelsey fumble happened, which is highly unfortunate. But mm-hmm. along along with them figuring out a short yardage play, I said it earlier in the show. Defense was getting to the quarterback. They had five sacks, and they were just they were great again. Legarius Sneed shut down A.J. Brown. He had an interception as well. Just a lot of positives on that side of the football. Yeah, when you got A.J. Brown with one catch for eight yards, you know, and again, they really did just kind of dominate, you know, Philadelphia. Like, they came out, they had, a, they both teams went three and out, first of all. And uh, you know what? And I that's that's another thing of like, we're not, nobody's panicking here. It's just really frustrating because neither team's receivers were doing them any favors. Okay, there was not a lot of like air yards, you know, until uh, probably the fourth quarter. I think is when they had that uh, that big, you know, sixty-yard pass or whatever uh, the Eagles did. But I mean, the Chiefs. I think they had, yeah, they had four three and outs. Like that is not Chiefs football. You know, so again, I think the weather played a big part here, and we can say that because both teams really did struggle. Uh, you know, there was plenty of drops on the Eagles side too. But um, yeah, I just I think the the fact that um, the defense showed out like they're supposed to, or like they kind of have been, like they really did, like you said, prove. You know, and that that is a huge bright spot that they are for real against you know, a nine and one team now, you know, even though we did lose, uh, again, the offense left 21 points out there, like fairly obvious 21 points. Like this isn't like, Oh, well we could have got there. Like they were there. Like that was 21 points left out. And yeah, the bright spots are definitely running game is for real defense is for real. And they, they really just need to just make normal plays. We're not even talking like take the top off the defense and be the old Chiefs. Just make some catches, and I mean this game is put away early. Yeah, no. Number one, get open. Like get open. Right. Yeah, especially After when, you... yeah, when Kelsey's double teamed every play, you know, and that that has to be by design. Like that has to be like oh, yeah. them saying, "Listen, you, we know you guys aren't gonna like. Yeah, you're probably gonna get a couple touchdowns, but are you gonna catch every ball and?" They called their bluff, essentially. Like, yeah, the the other the receivers are just not doing their job. Yeah. But, yeah, Chiefs fall to 7-3. and three. 
They're still on top in the AFC West. They've dropped down to the two seed behind the Baltimore Ravens. And I think it's a perfect segue to Thursday night football. The Bengals and the Ravens matched up. Big matchup, really, for the Bengals. I said it last week. I didn't know if the Bengals were going to make the playoffs. It was really going to be contingent on if they beat the Ravens or not on Thursday night football. And the Bengals lost. And there was some controversy with Joe Burrow and obviously an injury involved in that controversy. It was the NFL is currently investigating the Cincinnati Bengals for um, not properly reporting injuries before the game. It seemed like Joe Burrow was getting off the bus and he had his wrist wrapped um, and then left the game in the second quarter with uh, a, a wrist injury. You saw him throwing on the sideline where he couldn't even grip the football or really throw it. And he's out for the season, had season-ending surgery. And to me, that's that's a wrap on the Cincinnati Bengals' season and playoff hopes. Yeah, I would think so. That's <clears throat> And him, him and Zach Taylor sound totally full of it. And they're they're not fooling anybody i think they're just like legally they're like oh well yeah that was something else because he burrow said it was like a a, a, a compression sleeve because the airplane ride he's like well i was there was swelling it's like well why was it swelling you yeah. know <laughs> like what does that mean and he's like yeah i think they're totally full of it there but uh yeah i'm not buying that but yeah that i thought he'd probably fractured his wrist when he first, because the way that he wins, like that much kind of pain after doing that motion. But yeah, for it to be, you know, ligament tear, I mean, that's, I have a little bit of knowledge about that kind of wrist injury. And that is like a very sharp stabbing pain. And seeing his face is like, yeah, you're, you're pretty done for the night. And then, yeah, it comes out that his season's over. And that, that's, a, that kind of, yeah, I, I think their season is done for sure, but that's interesting for the Ravens. You know, a lot of people are like, well, now the Chiefs lost. Ravens are at the top, and I'm like, again, this is the same team who's lost to the Titans and the Browns in the playoffs. I, I think the Chiefs will be just fine. You know, as bad as people saw as that game, is like that's one game out of the season and really fixable issues with the Chiefs. I'm still not very... You know, worried about you know the the bank uh, the the Ravens taking the the one seed right now. Yeah, the Ravens are having a great season, but they're obviously a kind of I'll believe it when I see it type of right. team when it comes to the playoffs. We've seen them do this before in 2019 when Lamar Jackson won MVP. They went 14 and two, and that is the year that I believe they lost to the Titans. And they're on top of a really tough division. Um, if you look at the other teams that played the Steelers and the Browns matched up this weekend and Browns have a bona fide defense. Obviously they lost their starting quarterback for the season. So they started one of their young guys and they ended up beating the Steelers 13 to 10. And uh, the Steelers after this loss fired their offensive coordinator, Matt, offensive coordinator, Matt Canada. He's been kind of on the hot seat for a while, but 
this weekend, I guess, against a really great defense was the final straw for him inside the division. Yeah, and I've I've been hearing a lot about Matt Canada, and I've heard a lot of opinions about it's not his fault. Because <laughs> I don't think Kenny Pickett is that great. I don't think you do either. So how are you going to blame it on this guy who's been successful in the past? And it's probably not, you know, really the OC's problem right now. They're obviously not successful. Probably got to scapegoat the guy, I guess. But, I mean, if Mike Tomlin is going to let you go, there's there's probably more there. Like, well, we're not getting along, and if he's going to let you go, like, I think uh, you probably trust his judgment, but I feel like I think they have bigger problems than their OC. Yeah, I think so, too. I think I saw a stat that came out that that was the first time that the Steelers had fired somebody in season, a coordinator in season since, wow. like, 1941. Oh, my God. So... Well, I've always heard the the head coach. They have had like four head coaches ever, or whatever. But yeah, they their ownership is known for just being super loyal. So I think they try to 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 give people all the chances in the world. But I just think it's a little interesting that you're going against a division team. You're going against a Browns team that has a great defense. I think it's a little odd right. to 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 do it now like why not why not last week or why not two weeks ago like uh, wh- why was this it when you were up against a tall task anyway so i think there's just more kind of underlying stuff that we don't know about and maybe you know people in pittsburgh that are a little closer to the situation have a better eye on that yeah pittsburgh fans reach out but yeah another another game i want to highlight or really talk about is the Los Angeles Chargers played the the Green Bay Packers on the road and they lost to a really bad Packers team and I honestly expected to wake up on Monday morning and see that Brandon Staley did not have a job but he is currently still employed by the Chargers so I'm guessing at this point that they're just going to hang on to him until the end of the season cuz I don't get it. I had the same thought. I'm like, well, yeah, they they could let him go now. And it would be like, yeah, like you said, he probably will stick around for the rest of the season unless they really, because honestly, I mean, if you've listened to his uh, press conferences, it's like he's just battling. Like he's so defensive. He's just pit. Like he, he walked out of a recent, you know, thing because he didn't like the questions and, He's just got that tone and the way of talking of like, you know, nothing's going the way it is. He disagrees with everyone's, you know, way of looking at uh, how the team is performing. And it's like, man, you guys are underperforming for what you should be. Even being in the, with the Chiefs, it's like, yeah, there's, you're not, you know, performing up to the level you should be. So it's like, is he either like I'm please fire me or is he actually that delusional? Hard to say, but yeah, it's kind of shocking he's still there. Yeah, I wonder if it's one of those things if you're the Chargers where you're like it doesn't really benefit the team to let him go now, so might as well hang on to him and see what happens. Maybe the playoff berth from last season is is kind of saving him a little bit. But you know, as a Chiefs fan, you can hang on to him as long as you want over in Los Angeles because it just benefits 
Just right. benefits the Chiefs. Let's take a look ahead to week 12. It is Thanksgiving week, one of the best times of the year for football and America in general, where we just eat food. But three games on Thursday, obviously, as always, the Lions will play and the Cowboys will play. The Lions are going to host the Green Bay Packers at 1130 Central Time in the morning. And the Lions this season, for the first time in a while, are actually going to be a draw on Thanksgiving rather than just watching it because that's what you do on Thanksgiving is watch the Lions. The Lions are 8-2 and two and really hanging tough with the Philadelphia Eagles trying to get a hold of that one seed. Yeah, and I've I've actually been one of those people that is like, okay, the Lions, you're, you've had your shot for how many years? Please spare us these stupid Lions games on... You know, Thanksgiving, it's like, it's it's been a tradition. It's an American tradition at this point, you know, for most people. And, uh, you know, it's it's been brutal recently. And you, I'm going to repeat what you just said. The Lions are 8-2. and two. Like, that is insane. You know, they're <laughs> in a pretty weak NFC. That's That's really cool for them, you know, to really make that much of a difference with a new coach. You know, he's been there for a couple of years and, you know, they're actually seeing that kind of success. You know, I'm, I'm very happy for them and that kind of historic, uh, you know, NFL team. And again, yeah, these guys are so much fun to watch. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I think this will probably be pretty close to a blowout. I mean, Jared Goff kind of turned into his old self and threw like three interceptions or something in the first half. Um, against uh who they play yeah the bears and the bears really made that a game last week or uh, this week and um yeah i mean the lions came back strong uh kind of got over that if if goff kind of got that out of his system put away the packers but hopefully yeah we can see some some a uh, little bit of fireworks from jordan love and have a good game yeah the afternoon slate as always Cowboys hosting their annual Thanksgiving home game, and this this time they will host uh, the Washington Commanders. This another football game that looks like it's going to be a blowout in favor of the Cowboys, and it probably will. <laughs> Especially, I think they've been. Uh, I I should have uh, wrote this down. Uh, maybe you know what they they've been like undefeated at home for like ten games or or something. Like they they just have this ridiculous home record. Um, I don't know if that's a Jarrah world, you know, thing, cause they've been kind of bad, you know, away games too. So it's kind of a weird, uh, double-edged sword there, but yeah, I, I think, uh, I don't, I don't know if they've played this year yet or not, but I mean, the Packers, or, I mean, I'm sorry, the, the commanders have been uh, pretty spicy, so they, they could, you know, come out and make this a game, but I think the Cowboys will put that away. Yeah, I, I... The, I, the Cowboys will be fine in that game. Yeah, this is actually the first time they've met this year. But again, the Commanders have had some pretty good games. And as we said last week, uh, the the passing yards leader on their team. So, Yeah, the Commanders are coming off of a really bad game anyway. So yeah. I, don't see, I don't see much out of them uh, coming, on, coming off of a short week. 
heading in heading into the nightcap, another division matchup. The Seattle Seahawks are going to host the San Francisco 49ers. Seahawks coming off of a loss. 49ers won this week, and this is this is a big matchup because these are two teams that are within a game of each other in the standings. The 49ers are on top of the Seahawks by one by one game. So this is a big game for the Seahawks to to uh, tie the division in out west, and you got the 49ers at home. So this is a good time to do it. Yeah, the Seahawks losing that game against the Rams, uh, that's pretty big. That They really needed that win, especially being so close to the Niners when they were kind of having a down part of their year. Uh, yeah, the Seahawks, I think they've been swept now by uh, uh, McVay, you know, <laughs> uh, I don't know, like four or five times in a row at this point, or certainly at the end of the season. They, he just has their number for some reason, but uh, it's been kind of owning Pete Carroll recently. But yeah, this uh that I think that'll be a pretty good one. Um I don't really see the Seahawks making it too competitive. Uh if their defense kind of can show up and maybe that weird kind of Brock Purdy, but honestly their last game was so impressive. I mean, they've again, they've they've kind of had this it's the same kind of games like over and over again where they're just really good and then really bad, but I think now it's like they're actually going to stick and uh, most of their players had some of their best games they've ever had uh, last game, so I think the Niners will again kind of blow out the Seahawks. You like the Niners in this game? Okay, I'll 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 take the Definitely. Seahawks in this game. Just cause, really, yeah, home game. Okay, big big important game for Seattle, coming off of a loss that they really shouldn't have had. Right. And yeah, I'll I'll take the Seahawks this week. What? Moving on to Friday's game. Yes, I said Friday. This is the first ever Black Friday football game on Amazon Prime where the Tim Boyles New York Jets will host the Miami Dolphins. Yes, Zach Wilson has officially been benched for like the fifth time in his career. And I think it's the right call. Because he looked completely awful on Sunday. And at this point, season's kind of lost anyway. So might as well try something different because your defense in New York is great. And your offense, mainly your quarterback, seems to have his helmet on backwards. Uh, yeah, I, they need to do something. I, I don't see them turning it around and Aaron Rodgers making this miraculous comeback in December or whatever he said. Um, yeah, I, uh, you gotta, you gotta get Wilson off the team. You know, they shouldn't have even stuck with the kid in the first place in the off season with the season he had last year and how he basically just blamed his teammates for the loss. You know, you just don't do that. Like, and that, that to me was the biggest surprise about why he was the backup quarterback to Aaron Rodgers. I'm like, he already made like, you know, an offense that is pretty fireable and he really didn't play that well. Um, and he's still your QB. It's really messed up their whole season, in my opinion, because they should have 
went out and got a veteran or somebody made some sort of trade and they stuck with a guy and he's still not the answer. Everyone saw that. It's shocking that he's still, you know, around and how, you know, the Jets have really went back to their kind of old ways. Like they really had so much hope and then they're kind of back to being the Jets again. But um, yeah, I, Tim Boyle, he played okay in the last game. Um, but yeah, the Dolphins, this this will be... This will be a pretty much a blowout. Their their offense is just so high powered, so much, so much, uh, you know, yards that they're racking up. This is a weird one too because it's like only streaming. It is free streaming on Amazon, but you know anybody because it's a Black Friday for the first time. I don't think a whole lot of people are going to be upset, but anybody who doesn't have a smart TV and can stream this, you know, is not going to be able to watch it. So, yeah, I'm with you on. Zach Wilson situation. Obviously, you don't anticipate your quarterback going down with a season-ending injury in Aaron Rodgers, but you didn't want Zach Wilson last season. That was apparent. Clearly, if you're getting Aaron Rodgers, you don't want him this season. Right. So it made no sense to have him on the team still. No, that that's my point. It's like they're it's they just played the same season twice in a row. They made the same mistakes, but they already knew the mistakes they were going to make, yet they did it anyway. It makes no sense that he was still on the team this year. Even with, you know, Aaron Rodgers, he's going to sit behind the, you know, one of the best quarterbacks of all time for a couple of years and learn. It's like, man, just get this guy, push this guy to somebody else and move on. I almost wonder if part of it is the Jets not wanting to, and it doesn't matter because they did miss on two straight first round draft picks, but I I almost wonder if that's part of why they're kind of hanging on to him because they don't want, they don't want that on their shoulders. Like, Oh, we met, we, we missed again. We missed on Darnold and now we missed on Wilson. Yeah, I mean, they but should have known that last year. Yeah, but for me, it's like, cut. you should have cut your losses because now you're you're behind. I mean, veteran veteran backup, whoever. Obviously, they're not going to win you 12 games, but it would have been better than this, I would imagine. Right. Or nobody would be having this conversation. You know, you wouldn't give us this, you know, free ammo to be like, you kept this guy, really? Like, just... Clearly, that was the the wrong move. (laughs) Yeah. A couple more games that I want to highlight before we get out of here. Eagles are hosting the Bills. The Bills had a bounce-back game last week against the New York Jets. And obviously, the Eagles are coming off that big win in Kansas City. I think this is a bigger game. First off, the Eagles have a pretty tough stretch coming up, but I think this is a bigger game for the Bills than it is for the Eagles because the Bills have a lot to prove. A lot of people think that they're kind of done. Um, Obviously, they moved on from their offensive coordinator as well last week and kind of seemed lost as a team, had that drama with Stephon Diggs, or rather Trayvon Diggs on social media, but... I think that this is a big game for the Bills to go on the road and say, hey, we're still a force to be reckoned with in this league. And 
I think it's going to be a potential statement game for the Bills. I I have the Eagles in this game, but I I think I think the Bills are going to give the Eagles everything they have. I think you have to at least show us something. I I have the Eagles as well. I don't think that's <laughs> crazy, but that's with the Bills struggles. I mean, they they kind of came out, you know, um you know, this week and put away a Jets team that is not, I don't think played that hard, you know, like as good as their defense is, I think they're so tired of Zach Wilson that they, you know, not give up, but certainly aren't going to play as hard as uh, they would for maybe an Aaron Rodgers who's still on their team. Uh, so yeah, the Bills dropped 32 on the Jets. I don't gleam a whole lot of info from that, but, um, you know, with the new OC situation, yeah, they they need to come out and at least show a competitive game here. You know, if not uh, win the whole thing to really kind of turn their season around. Yeah, they're still they're six and five. They're still game and a half behind the Dolphins, and the, to me, the Dolphins don't look like a team that's going to slow down. So. Big week coming up for the Bills for a lot of different reasons. Last game I want to take a look at is Chiefs going on the road. Play the Las Vegas Raiders. Arrowhead East. Raider week is one of my favorite weeks, two weeks in the NFL season as a Chiefs fan. Obviously, it's a division game, but this is going to honestly feels like it's going to be kind of a get right revenge game for the chiefs. And I honestly think that they're going to go out West. Wait, did you say arrowhead East earlier? Yes. <laughs> arrowhead West. <laughs> yeah. My bad. <laughs> um, yeah, I think they're going to go out to Las Vegas and thump the Raiders. I do too. I mean, it's still Garoppolo. Uh, they still have Devonte Adams, but it's the Raiders right now. They're, I don't see this as competitive. I mean, it's it's so crazy. The last couple seasons, you know, um, uh, who was their last quarterback? It was uh, Derek Carr, but it'll be Aiden O'Connell. It'll be Aiden O'Connell. Oh, really? Yeah. Who just oh, came? I mean, he just threw three picks last week. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say uh, Carr. You know, is kind of bad as I saw those Raiders teams. I think they were kind of on the line of like middling, but. They always gave the Chiefs great games. Oh, yeah. You know, they had really frustrating, uh, you know, last, you know, second uh, games there. And there'd, there'd be, like, pass interference plays to not end the game, like, six times in a row. Whatever that was two or three years ago. And I just don't see that at the, that same Raiders team anymore, especially if they got the backup in there. So Yeah, no, this is this is a game for the Chiefs to get back in the win column. So... Chiefs all day there. That's kind of the the big highlights for me for week 12 of the season. And obviously, it's Thanksgiving week, and I think it would be inappropriate of us to not talk about our Thanksgiving meals. So what I want to do, Tyler is between the two of us, I want to have a Thanksgiving Day 
draft. And we each get three picks. We'll just go back and forth. Turkey and ham, or turkey or ham, we're just going to assume that that's on the table. So nobody needs to pick that. They're off the board. They're off the board. They're on the table already. I think mine is going to be better because you are weird and <laughs> don't like casserole no arguments here. You know, I don't judge a lot of people for things, but I got to <laughs> you're missing out. I am not missing out on casserole. It's just a slop of like a bunch of bull crap that is probably not good on its own. Okay. Especially well, green bean casserole. Like, what is even in that? Okay. Okay. Hold on. So, Here we, I, go. we will not have that kind of talk on this podcast. <laughs> so, I'll let you go first. Okay. First pick after turkey. Because that is absolutely number one. Go on mashed potatoes. Okay. Okay. Classic. Go on mashed potatoes. Butter. I'll even mix in if it's if we just have corn, I'll mix those two together, like I'm eight years old, but I'll still do that if it's just corn. Solid pick. Can't go wrong with mashed potatoes at any meal, let alone Thanksgiving. <laughs> well, my first pick, Tyler. Okay, <laughs> is green bean casserole. No way, dude. Green bean casserole is the greatest dish on the table at Thanksgiving and Christmas. No way. It is, um, it is something that my wife and I love so much that we, we decided earlier this year that we said, why do we have to only have that twice a year when we can just make it whenever the heck we want? So Fair enough. we make green bean casserole on a random Tuesday sometimes. Okay. A random Tuesday. It is so delicious. Yeah, so that's my number one pick is green bean casserole, my friend. Back to you. Everything about it is disgusting. No, green beans, cream of mushroom. I like green beans. The cream, little like, cream of like, mushroom is gross. The fried, the onion things. That's like the worst part of it because you've got this like. Okay, I will literally <laughs> open. I will open a can of those and just eat them like they're oh chips. Okay, do you like? I would, yeah. That is not. <sighs> it's it's the it's the goopy sliminess mixed with the crunchy. None of it tastes good. It's delicious, but that's just my opinion. We move on. <laughs> uh, we're going stuffing for the third pick. What do you got to say? Uh, out of the box, just like the box stuffing. Sure. Fantastic. Regular old, yeah. Stovetop. Yeah, yeah. Love it. Absolutely love it. Love it. Yeah. And I'll do that as well. It's like I take a bite of turkey, I grab taters, I grab stuffing, shove it all in there. Just a party in your mouth. (laughs) Absolutely (laughs) love all those together. Solid first two picks. So you have mashed potatoes and you have stuffing. I oh yeah. I will be there. Okay. okay. We agree on that. <laughs> For me, I'm going to stick with the, the casserole theme. Wow. And I'm going corn <laughs> casserole. Okay. 
explain is what is in that it's like corn like cornbread type of stuff there's some sort of like okay sure there's some cheese in there it's delicious i don't even know what all's in it i can't describe it the way that i do green bean casserole but i know that i love it so i was gonna have a surprise pick and it was gonna be a corn like a cheese corn casserole it it's actually like a cream cheese that uh one of my aunts make and it is so good like they just started making it like maybe five or six years ago and it's like such a hit because it's so sweet you know mm-hmm. and that's i was gonna surprise you of like i actually do like that type of casserole is actually phenomenal um but yeah if you're gonna go with that because i totally agree with that one um i'll just i'll have to say just the good old hawaiian rolls good old dang man what i, I had rolls on my list but that's okay. okay. That's okay. Give me a second. Well, yeah, because I'm not like a the cranberry sauce. Cranberry sauce. Oh, Never like that. The only one that wants that is your grandpa. Right. Wants it out oh, of the well, can. Nobody eats yeah. it. <laughs> Everyone at my my Thanksgiving loves that stuff. And I've just... And beets, too? Like, who the heck? Other than Dwight. What are we <laughs> doing know- with beets? You know what else I can, uh, you know, I can just not have, and I'd be completely fine, um, is the, like, sweet potato yam thing. I've never, yeah, now I've never liked sweet potatoes. Yeah, I don't, I don't need any and of like that. Like, the, the melted uh, marshmallows and all that, that's always grossed me out, too. That's like, it's like a casserole-type dish where I'm like, yeah, you guys eat on that, I'm good. Why am I blanking on Thanksgiving food? I don't know. Because I was like, we'll keep it simple. And those oh, are I, like I, the best things. <laughs> I got mine. I got mine. Okay. It is simple, but amazing. I'll just take a good old-fashioned deviled egg on my plate okay. at Thanksgiving. Yeah, and I, again, I'm like super picky, so I'm like take it or leave it. But those are a staple at every Thanksgiving. You gotta have it. Yeah, yeah, delicious. And... What do you think? One more, one a dessert. Yeah, let's cherry pie it. over pumpkin pie. Anything over pumpkin pie. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Cherry pie, apple pie, gooseberry pie, chocolate pie. I'm in. I was not expecting that. I love pumpkin pie. Cherry is my favorite, so I'm always just like, okay, every, there's going to be 15 pumpkin pies. Like, somebody bring a cherry pie, please. And it's usually my mom. So <laughs> I'll at least get a cherry pie, but wow, you don't like pumpkin that much. I, I actually, I don't even remember who I was talking to this about, but... I said I need to give pumpkin pie another try this season because I don't know the last time I've had it. I just was like 12 years old one time and decided I didn't like it. So this year I will be eating it and I'll report back. But I was going to say, we'll get the update. Yeah. Um, I will will say honorable mention for dessert. And I don't know if I'm letting out some sort of family secret, but 
on my wife's side, they make this thing called cookie fluff. Okay. And it is, it's Oreos, like crumbled up into oh. a million pieces. Yeah. Whipped, whipped cream and yeah. vanilla pudding mixed together. Interesting. Okay. Fantastic. That will my, be good. Yeah. One of my aunts did make an Oreo thing a couple times, but I don't think there's pudding involved. But yeah, that is, yeah, majorly underrated, those types of desserts. Yeah. So, so in review, uh, say yours again. Mashed potatoes, stuffing, and uh, Hawaiian rolls. Specifically those Hawaiian rolls, I just, those are the best. Yes. So, uh... My mom makes really good rolls. And then, you know what Rhodes rolls are? They're just like frozen rolls. Uh, no. No. Those are always good, too. But, yeah, my mom makes rolls at home. Um, so, yeah, can't go wrong with rolls. But on my side of things, uh, what was your dessert? You said pumpkin pie? I'm going cherry because I, I think it's like turkey. It's always going to be there. Cherry is definitely my go-to. Yeah. So for me, green bean casserole, corn casserole, and deviled eggs. And obviously, turkey. Turkey is there. Ham is there. I'm a, I'm a big ham guy. If ham's not there, then what's even the point? <laughs> it does. Uh, you miss it when it's not there. Because I'm like, yeah, you could take it or leave it, but I'm also like, man, where's the ham this year? Because they left it out before. <laughs> yeah, no, that's our, that's our Thanksgiving Day draft. I hope everybody has a wonderful Thanksgiving. I hope that nobody gets into terrible arguments with their extended family. I hope that you consume as much football and food as possible. Go back for seconds. Take a nap. That's our show. We will see you next week.